0: Are you ready to elevate your doula business to the next level? I wanna introduce you to the ultimate guide to crafting your kick-ass doula packages. Whether you're a seasoned doula looking to refresh your offerings or just starting out in the field, this free guide is your roadmap to success. In this guide, you'll find strategies to tailor, tailor your services for your clients, ways to make the prices sustainable for you and something that you feel really great about, and different creative ways to make your doula packages unique to you and not just the same as everybody else's in the industry. This is a free guide and you can download it right now. Head over to hurrahdoulaservices.com slash doula packages to get your copy today. Welcome to Doula Tips and Tits. This podcast is a place where we answer one question about doula work both to support you and to help you support your clients. I'm Kaylee Harad. I've been supporting families in this perinatal space since my oldest was born, 12, nearly 13 years ago. I am a birth and postpartum doula, childbirth educator, La Leche League leader, and a doula coach. I love guiding and supporting doulas as they work out their doula business. It is a tremendous joy to be trusted in this way. Thank you for joining us on this journey.
1: Hello and welcome back. Today we are diving into a question that I heard in a couple different ways over the last couple weeks as I was completing the doula strategy calls and getting to chat with a bunch of doulas who are newer and kind of getting their businesses started. So the question today is how do you manage regular life stuff while being on call? Now there's a couple different layers to this right like on the one hand we're talking about vacations and time off and you can go back to my episode on burnout around um, taking time off and that sort of thing i'm gonna I'm gonna link that in the show notes um because there is something to like setting intentional time off nine months in advance for instance before anyone is pregnant for that time. Um, but also this plays into like appointments that you have and important meetings that you have, the masterclass I was teaching, right? Like things like that, that you're like, gosh, I really don't want to miss this. But also what if someone goes into labor, right? It also goes into when you have like spontaneous social events or, um, like weddings or, you know, things that you're like, okay, I'm going to be at this thing for maybe like the whole day, right? Um, and there's a couple of different ways that this can be managed. I'll start by saying when I was a brand new doula, I remember being pretty nervous about this. Like I would be um I would just constantly be sort of like calibrating like if I go to that target that's farther away, how long would it take me to get home and then to the hospital. Part of that was a lack of context for how quickly someone might need me, right? Because I was sort of like, oh gosh, what if they call and they're like going into fast labor and I have to be there in the next 20 minutes? The reality is we don't control things in birth. And so if someone has that fast of a labor, I might not get there on time. Not that I wouldn't like run to try to get there, right? But also... Our clients understand that we're doing things like grocery shopping, right? Like that's like a regular part of our life that we're doing even when someone is due, right? Um on the other side, like things so so I so let me just finish that part. So I, I would say Some part of it gets easier just because you have some context, right? And so there are times when you're like, oh, okay, amazing, you're in early labor. You're going to need me, like, tomorrow, right? Because of how the person sounds or feels or whatever. And sometimes you're wrong, sometimes you're right, depending on the scenario. But you also just generally get less stressed out about the time frame. Um, Has been my experience. The other thing is... The reality of life is that there are appointments etc that come up that you did not expect to have. So for instance, um I have kids, right? And sometimes my kids will have like a super important meeting for school or a like very important sort of medical thing that I'm kind of like, okay, I have to be present for this, right? What I usually do if I know I have someone do I didn't get nine months warning about this medical appointment for my kid. And um, there's like a chance that this baby could come at that time. I do a few things. One is try to establish like, is it something I have to go to? Or could my partner, um, her father also go? Or go instead of me right ideally we're both going or maybe like ideally i'm the person to take her but for instance he hates um needles and so he really does not love to do like blood work or vaccinations or things like that with the children but he can do that if he needs to do it if i have someone in labor so that's a scenario where i don't have anyone on backup because i'm like okay well if you have to you can do it even though it's not your favorite thing right um but let's say, like I've had to do a couple screenings this year um, for my own health, and they've been sort of like, "Oh, this blood work thing is off," and so we want you to go get an ultrasound like this week. And so there's not a lot of there's not a lot of um, pre-warning, right? Where I can't be like, "Oh, hey, guess what, clients? Like I have to be off in the month of September or whatever." Um, and so there's. That kind of stuff, I think our clients are very aware that our lives also include those things. And hopefully you don't have clients who are jerks and don't don't understand that and aren't aware of that, right? Um, I always make sure I have a good support of other doulas and that looks like a few different things sometimes it looks like me saying hey if i have someone go into labor on friday are you available from four to five or four to six or whatever because i have this ultrasound that i have to go to um i don't think i'll need you but if i do need you could you cover for me right and um sometimes it looks like telling clients like hey listen i have to have a biopsy done it's gonna take me out for a whole day And so, um, I had this scenario actually last year, I had to have a thyroid biopsy, thankfully it came back fine, um, but I knew like this between the time of the procedure and the like potential bruising and all of that, like maybe I'd be out for a day. So I let my client who was due know like, hey, listen, I have this appointment on Monday, um, I don't think that it will impact your labor, but if it does, this is what I have set up. I have someone on call for you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And they were very understanding. They were like, amazing. Okay, thank you so much. We hope everything's fine, right? We hope your thyroid um, biopsy comes back normal, you know. And it did, thankfully, and the baby did not come that day, and so it was really a non-issue, right? But I also then wasn't super stressed when I went to that appointment because I knew if they went into labor, I had someone ready to support them, you know? So um, I do think having good support As backups is a super 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 important part of this work both logistically and also for your mental health because you will lose your mind a little bit if you feel like you have to be constantly present even if your family has something incredibly important or there's some kind of emergency etc um the other thing is to sort of have a sense of what needs to never be rescheduled and what needs to be rescheduled right so for instance when I have like just a routine follow-up with my own doctor I can really easily reschedule that so if I have someone in labor my primary care doctor knows that I'm a doula and occasionally I'm like sorry Dr. B I can't come you know and she's like awesome have a great birth (laughs) you know and thankfully she's incredibly understanding about that There are other appointments that I need to be at, and so I can't cancel them if someone's in labor, but I can usually still go to them because typically labor kind of spaces enough to be able to do that. Um, Now, when we're thinking about like social events, right? So let's say I have someone in early labor, but a friend wants to go to dinner, right? I had this actually play out at one point. I had someone in early labor and a friend wanted to meet me for lunch and i was like okay well my client's in early labor we'll see like you know thankfully it was a friend that was very very understanding about the fact that i might have to eat and run um and so like all the way up to lunchtime <laughs> i'm texting my client i'm texting with my friend i'm like driving to the hill in dc and my client's like things are kind of picking up <laughs> and i'm saying to my friend like this might be the fastest lunch we've ever had right and she's laughing like she was just like okay that's fine you know i was gonna have you go shopping with me but never mind (laughs) you know i guess we'll just eat and you'll run to the hospital um and it was probably halfway through lunch that my client was like okay i think we're ready for you and i was like okay great i'm gonna be there soon like i already had all my stuff with me you know i already knew i was in my clothes to go to the birth i knew i might be running straight over so i knew how long it would take me to get there i didn't go like an hour away for lunch right like i went into the city and she was also giving birth farther into the city so it was kind of on my way um and so so that like scenario played out where i got this really short but fun lunch with my friend but also like way shorter time than we would have normally spent together because i had to run off to the birth right and on the other side, like if that felt really stressful for me, one method to handle that is just to not schedule the lunch or to, to you know, say that I can't go because I have someone in early labor, right? I really think this is something that we have to give ourselves lots of freedom to sort of troubleshoot a little bit and test it out and feel how we feel about it because, The reality is that we all are going to feel a little different at different times. Like there have been births for me where I'm like, I'm not going anywhere because I know you have fast babies and I want to leave for you the second you go into labor, right? And there are ones that I'm like, it's fine. We're going to go out to dinner and probably no babies are going to come. Sometimes that's true, sometimes that's not true. When I know someone's due, I do always have kind of an exit strategy, right? Like my family, because we live in DC, we own one car, but we live really close to many bus lines and we can get to the Metro pretty easily. And so um, if we're going somewhere and I'm like, okay, well, I might have to take the car to the hospital. We have a plan for my family getting back home, right? On the flip side, if we're going somewhere and they're going to need the car, we have a plan for me getting like a lift or something like that to go to my client. And so sometimes it it is reassuring enough to have that sort of backup plan where it's like, okay, well, we'll all go out and do this thing. And in the event that someone goes into labor, I have all my stuff ready. I'll just grab my stuff and go, this is how we're planning to do that, right? Right. Um, if that feels incredibly stressful to the point that you can't enjoy the social thing, that's okay to also say no. The reality is that sometimes all the babies come and then you're like, oh, I actually have no one due for five or six weeks. And then you can schedule all kinds of fun social stuff, right? Because you can be like, hey, I'm free guys until like the middle of April. Can who's free? Like who wants to hang out? You know, um, and it sort of comes in ebb and it ebbs and flows, right? In the midst of a business, but also in the midst of being on call. I do say, and I want to reiterate, um, that having some times when you are not on call is so incredibly important. And as a person who has run my own business by myself, right? So I'm I'm a team of one at this point. I've worked with agencies. I've um, you know, worked in like different group kind of settings. Um, but at this point, I am a solopreneur, right? Like I work by myself. Now, I have an amazing VA um, who recently joined my team and I'm thrilled to have her. Um, but But she's not doing doula work, of course, you know? And so one of the things I think is super, super, super important is to know sometimes that you could not get called in. And when I was first starting out, I remember being like, how could I possibly do that? Because I need this business to bring in a certain amount of money. I live in DC, the cost of living is super expensive. I have three kids that eat like grownups, you know, like they want to eat food all the time. (laughs) So we have all these different expenses, right? Um, And I remember just thinking there's no way I'll get to a point of having the financial stability of being able to take time off and the truth is last year I took off the month of July for being like well for on-call work um, and financially it was tough you know but also mental health-wise, physical health-wise, sleep-wise, it was glorious. So from since then until now, so I'm recording this in March, um, I have basically had in in my planner, like I will be off in July. How am I going to make that happen, right? Now, it's not that I don't do any work ever in July, it's that I don't have birth clients because I don't want to be running to a due date during July. And so so this year I'm being a little bit more strategic about how to make sure financially it doesn't have the same impact on my business. But I know that I have to have it in part because of how awesome it was last year to have an entire 30 days to know that not one single baby was due, right? So truly, I cannot emphasize enough the need for that time off for your mental capacity, for your emotional capacity, for your physical capacity, like all of those things. And also, I completely understand that sometimes that feels really financially um, a big financial leap, right? Like really financially out of reach. But I would take that conversation back to, are you charging enough in your business to be able to build in time off, right? Because if you're not, you're also on a path to faster burnout. I'll just be frank with you, right? Like that is the reality of not building that into your business. And in the same way that you want to build in being able to pay for parking or tolls or food while you're at a birth and all of that kind of stuff, you need to build in the ability to be off call so that you get a break. And you can, I mean, for me, right, I'm like, oh, what appointments should I have in July? Because I'm not going to have anybody do. And so I am going to logistically kind of use some of that time, right? Right. Um, but we also plan to visit family and that's um, something wonderful because they don't live in this area. My family does not live here. And so being able to be actually out of town is huge as well. So that's a part of why we're taking that time. So I hope this was helpful. Um, I would love to hear from you what your biggest um, struggle is in terms of timing and having people on call, etc. This question also came straight from one of my doula um, coaching strategy calls. And so Shana, I appreciate that this is the question that you asked when we were um, emailing back and forth. And um, I would love to have a question from you on the podcast. So please do go ahead and send me your questions. And I'm happy to fit them into this year's schedule So that you get those answered, because it would benefit you and the other doula's that are listening. So, um, I hope that you enjoyed the last three episodes that were all about my my first group of coaching clients. Um, my new coaching cohort that opens March 28th has has started to fill, and I am so pumped about it, guys! I'm super excited because this work is just awesome. I really love it. So um, there's more information about that in the show notes. If you want to be in that, if you want some info about that, book a quick call with me and I'd be happy to talk about it more. All right. I'll see you in the next episode.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Doula Tips and Tits podcast. If you learned something today or had an aha moment, we'd love for you to share that on Instagram and tag us at Harad doula so we can celebrate alongside you. If you found this podcast helpful, we would so appreciate you taking a second to leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app that helps other doulas find us. As we do this work together, this podcast is intended as educational and entertainment. It is not medical advice or business advice, Please consult your own medical or legal team for your own needs around.